everyone. In this episode, we will be going over five things that you should have on your program's website. A lot of things this day and age, if people hear about a program or a place or they want to look up something, the most of the time, the first thing they do is they go to Google and they try to look for a website to learn you know, more about what it is that they are looking to get into. So let's get into it. Number one, have all of the services that you provide. People want to, when they're looking to come to you for a service, they want to see if you offer it. So sometimes there are programs that might have horseback riding lessons. They might have unmounted lessons. They might do group therapy. You know, if it's too much on one page, you know, you can put it on different pages on your website. But most importantly, you just want to make sure that you have your services and everything that you have to offer. Now, if you know your ideal client and who you want to give services to, you'd want to make sure that you know, the description of your services are on there as well. And it's very clear about what is included in those services that you are providing. All right. Number two, prices. Now, sometimes there are individuals who might not feel comfortable putting their prices on their website because they aren't sure if they're charging what you know, other programs are in the area. If you, they might think, oh, this is too high or this is too low or it makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, the reason why you want to have the prices on your website is because it reduces the amount of conversations that are repetitive in regards to pricing. Because one of the first questions you will get asked from every potential client is, what are your prices? But if you have them on your website, you know, that question will already be answered because if you're getting quite a few applications or, you know, inquiries a week, is that something that you really want to have to keep telling people is your prices, right? And also, if your prices are on your website, if people feel that they are too high, then, you know, they just don't contact you or, you know, for whatever reason. But if people are contacting you and your prices are on your website, that means that they are okay with your prices. So, you, you can attract the right type of client that way or, you know, the clients who actually want to be there. Number three, have your policies very, very clear somewhere, you know, where it's kind of where you have to say, hey, in order to get to here, you did have to scroll through my policy page. Have every single policy that you have for your program on your website. Now, is it guaranteed that potential clients are going to read them? Absolutely not but you have them available and you don't want to give clients a reason to say, oh, I didn't know, or I was unaware of that. That was your rule. Everything is on your website. All of your policies, have them clear, have them on your website, have them on your barn, have them on your client's welcome packet. If that's what you do, where they have to sign, where they said, yes, I read the policies. This is so important in the long run, especially when we get to those bad winter months or you have a lot of cancellations or people are trying to reschedule, having them available where your clients can see and for the, for the potential ones, when they come in, you know, let's hope that they read them and they say, hey, this is something that I can work with. You just want to have that information up front. Again, you don't want to give them a reason to say, oh, I didn't know. Okay. Number four. Have your bio. Clients want to know who they are being taught by. They, you know, 
it's not rare for clients to go trainer shopping. Okay, they're gonna pick the trainer who they feel is the best fit for them. In your bio, you know, you should have obviously your name. It's nice to have your title so they know who they're talking to or who you are in relation to the program. Have your writing experience, have your discipline experience, what you teach, you know, and if you have corporate America experience that ties into writing, um, you know, that in a way that can help, great. But you really want to have your bio and, um, you know, and it helps to have your staff's bio too, because when you have all of that, even if you put all of your horses or and any other animals that you have on your website and a little bio about them, you will be surprised at how many clients come and they say, I want to ride this horse. I saw it on your website or, you know, oh, you got a new horse or I met this horse. And it, it was so heartwarming when I had clients, first time clients walk into the barn and they already knew all of the lesson horses names and all of the other animals names. That is something that's really fun for them because a lot of times parents who have kiddos, they will show them, you know, all of the horses and all of the animals that they get to meet when they come to your program. So have your bio, have your staff's bio, even if you have a student assistant or any type of, you know, administrative assistant, have them on your website. And that way, when they walk in, they know who is who and that and their job. It just makes it a little bit more comfortable, you know, for everybody when they walk into the barn, when they know you know, who they are and what they do and what their job is and the role that they play. Number five, have your method of contact. Now, if you have your phone number displayed in the biggest, boldest letters right across the top of the, you know, banner of your website and the front homepage, people are going to be calling you all the time. So when you put your method of contact on there, make sure it's very clear how you want to be contacted. And this will play a part in the long run. So do you want to get burnt out on clients calling and texting you all the time? Because that's how you have your first, you know, your phone number. If you only put an email on your website, that forces clients to only email you. And emailing is just as simple as a texture. You can do it from your phone and you know, you use your fingers to type. So if you only want client, potential clients um, to contact you via email, put it via email. If you have a screening process or an informational application on your website, make that the way that clients contact you. Once they fill out the application or, you know, the informational application, you can either call it a screening, you know, whatever you want to call it, have them fill that out and then you'll get back to them. So you choose how you want your clients to contact you, but have one main method and set the standard because when it comes to word of mouth, and they say, hey, what program do you go to? You, wanna, you want your current client to say, oh, just send an email to this email. Or, oh, go to their website and fill out an application. That's how you want your reputation to get started. When word gets out, how do you want people to contact you? Now, you will burn out if you have everybody calling and texting your phone. That is not fun. You want to be able to set your phone down. You want to be able to only check the email when you check the email or you know, you get your application in. If you do applications or if you have an email inquiry process, it's totally fine to say, you know, all new inquiries will be responded to um, these two or three days of the week. And pick two or three days of the week where you sit down and people can expect a response on those days of the weeks. 
protect your mental health and protect your time because you deserve to have time for yourself too. But all of that goes into having the point of contact on your website. So those were just a few things that you at least want to make sure you have. If you haven't started a website yet, I'll run through them again. Your services list, your price list, you want to have your policies, write the bios for you. And it's really fun if you do it for your lesson courses too and have your method of contact. And one more bonus thing, put the days that you operate. Hours can be, you know, hours fluctuate, but you don't want to say, oh, I operate 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You don't want to have a lesson that's at 9 a.m. and then you have another one that's booked at 6 p.m. So I highly suggest only putting the days that you operate. And then when people inquire to ride with you, then you, you know, can give them the times that you're available. So I hope this little tidbit helped on getting your website up and going for your lesson program. Um, make sure to join the Facebook group on Facebook. And I do have a special members only, you know, section coming out for the podcast. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Talk soon.